0: So there is a different different explanation of what the word is. Some people mean that it's the Tanur of a person whose name was Achnoi and uh, he was a, a craftsman, an engineer of some sort and he made a specific type of oven and uh, I want to explain what is this oven um we know that anything that is actually uh it becomes stomach if you become stomach you cannot fix it you cannot make it toil you cannot put it in a mikveh you cannot throw any anything on it, it becomes tired. the only way to uh for, uh, it becomes If it becomes stomach the only way to make it tahir is to break it, break it into pieces. Once it's broken, those pieces are tahir. Of course, it's useless at that point. So the question is, what happened to an oven? Now, we're not talking about an oven <clears throat> the way we know ovens today, but the ovens of those days were basically a structure that was somewhat like a pier shape. Okay, with a little opening in the middle. It was made out of clay, out of uh, earthware. uh, And uh, there would be an opening for the smoke to go up. They would put some fire underneath. And then they would put things in the oven, or they would stick things to the walls of the oven inside. What happens if such an oven becomes stomach? You got to break it. So there was a man who came up with a very ingenious ingenious idea. And the idea was let me slice it let me not shatter it and break it. Let me take this oven and I'm going to use a saw. I'm going to cut it into um, bricks into different you know strips. So once I broke or I cut this oven into different strips. um, It is all tohel because the oven is broken. Now what I'm going to do is I'm going to take some cement and I'm going to glue it back together. The bricks put together until it gives that, you know, it's back to be an oven. In that case, the oven is tohel. So some say that the invention of such a solution was Made by a man called Achnoi. Other Mefashima saying the word Achnoi actually means a snake. And the reason why we call it Tanush al Achnoi, a snake shaped uh, oven, is because once you take bricks and you put them together with the cement in between, the mortar in between, and you shape it in such a circle, like I said, like a pier, you know, wide in the bottom and keeps on going up it looks actually like a snake that, you know, you've seen snakes that turn spiral on themselves, you know, when they go to sleep, you know? So if they have stripes, that's exactly what that oven looked like. The oven looked like a snake. So they call it Tanush the snake shaped oven. But in any case, this is the Shailet, this is the, a question about this, the question about this um, status, the status of this oven, is what happened if you take something that was a klikeres, that became tome, and you broke it, but then you reconstructed it, is it now a new keli and it's tohoel, because the pieces you used are tohoel, or you just reconstructed an oven That is Tome, and it is Tome, and it remains Tome because you fixed it. So it's a Machleikis. So, Rabbi Eliezer Metaher Chachamim metamim. There was a discussion in the Sanhedrin, in the basin. Rabbi Eliezer says, it is Tome. Chachamim, the majority says, it is Tome. So. As it goes, we have a discussion, then we take a vote. So they're having a discussion about this and doesn't really help. Rabbi Eliezer says, and uh, the, the, the Gemara says that on that day, Rabbi Eliezer answered every Possible answer. Abi Yazir answered all the answers of the world, meaning any possible proof and argument to make his point. Chachamim didn't accept it. They rejected it. So he was frustrated. He wanted to show a proof that he is right. So he says, Im If the haloche is like me, is like I said, this Haruf tree will prove that I'm right. There was a Haruf tree in the courtyard of the Ves and What happened to the Haruf tree? The Haruf tree uprooted itself and moved a hundred Amr away and replanted itself and some say it moved it flew 400 ames okay 400 ames 200 meters okay and replanted itself whoa that's a nest right <speaking in Hebrew> the Chachamim say, we're discussing Aloha here you, you know you can't bring a proof from a tree proof has come from tiger, not from a tree If the halacha is like me, let the aqueduct prove that I'm right. So basically what was an aqueduct is basically there was no current water like we have today with, you know, open a faucet. Water was coming from the river, so there would be some kind of a structure that will make the water roll and bring it up into a different direction. And then it would flow down the aqueduct and then serve to provide water to anybody who was at the bottom of the hill, like directing the water. So he says, if I'm right, the water flow is going to show it. (laughs) The water started to flow on the opposite direction. Now liquid, flows down and here you had a water that was flowing up totally supernatural event happening over here so you see i'm right they say that's not a proof you you can't bring a a proof on a halachic decision based on water that's going the other direction you say all right let me show you what else i could do if the halacha is like me, let the wall of this besmedresh prove it. What happened? He too, the wall of the besmedresh started to cave in and they were going to fall. Gar Bahem Rabbi Yoshua. Rabbi Yeshua yelled at the walls. Amarlem, he tells them, "Im arguing about alocha. Why are you getting involved? Okay, what is your value over here? What do you have to? What you have to contribute to this discussion? In just a wall." The walls of the Bes Medrash didn't, they stopped falling. They were caving, they were going to fall. They stopped because Rabbi Yeshua told them not to, so they respected, but they didn't go back up because Rabbi Eliezer told them to fall. So they stayed as they were. And the Gemara says actually, "Badain matim they're still like that, they're still pending, you know, like, leaning. <laughs> so then Beliezer sees that nothing is helping. So he's going to take out the big guns. And he says, if the Allah is like me, from heaven they're going to prove it. And indeed, Yatsa baskoil A bascoil came out and he says, what do you want from Rabbi Eliezer? The halacha is always like him. That should be convincing enough. I mean, we are arguing about what is the halacha? What does Hashem want? Comes a voice from Hashem and says, the halacha is like Rabbi Eliezer. I think that should have settled the discussion. But no. Ahmad Rabbi Yeshua al Raglov, Omar Rabbi Yeshua got up on his feet and he says, The Torah says, Loiba Shamayimhi. Torah is not in heaven. So we cannot rule a halacha based on a voice that came from Shamayim. My lo hi, the Gemma is saying, What are you talking about? Hashem is gave you the Torah, and Hashem right now is telling you the Elohim is like a Beliezer. What do you mean, Lo baShamayim he? Lo bashamayim hi meaning in the pasuk, it means the pshat of the pasuk means don't go saying that the Torah is in shamayim and you have to go up to get it. Moshe brought it down already to you. Torah is accessible to you. Is that the pshat of Lo baShamayim hi, that you can't listen to? Hashem telling you what the Torah is about He's the one who gave it to you. So it says the Gemara, Amar Rabbi Yirmiyah, Shekvar Nitna Sinai, being that the Torah has already been given from Har Sinai and Anu Meshgichim We don't pay attention to a Baskoil anymore. Shekvar You already wrote it clearly in the Torah that you gave us on Har Sinai. We have to lean towards majority, which means that when you have a discussion on the halacha, the halacha is ruled by the majority and not by a baskol, not by shemaim. Okay, ish kecher found the <inaudible> liav He met Eliyahu Novi. And he asked him, What was Hashem doing at that moment? How did Hashem take it? having an argument. And then he gets involved and he says, And the bishop said, Never mind what you say. You don't have a say. We decide. How did Hashem take it? What do you think? Amarle Elio Anovi answers him Kachaihve Amar Nitshuni Banay Nitshuni. Baruch Hu was smiling and he says, My sons, you won. You won. Okay, so this is pretty um, intense in terms of uh, Trying to understand what, what Hashem gave us the Torah. Torah is Hashem's Chokhmah. Mitzvah is Hashem's Ratzin, We have a discussion how to interpret the Torah in order to fulfill a mitzvah of Tara and so on with this oven. The best source will be what would Hashem say? And here comes the bascoil and says, and the Shem says, You're right, you're right, you won. Okay? We need to understand that. How, how does that really make sense? And the truth is that the answer is in the argument. The answer is in the argument, like Rabbi Yirmiyah says, What does it mean, Torah has been given in her Sinai already And in the Torah that you gave us You said In other words, before matan Torah, Yeah, mashkichim v'baskolim Baskol says that After matan Torah, Hashem says Now it's you, you decide But we need to understand this a little better So to take this a little further I'm going to skip I'm going to skip to the next one in Eruvin, a statement from, a statement from the Gemara. Amar Rebbe Abba Mar Shmuel, Shalosh Anim, Nihleku Besh-Shamayi for three years, besh and Beshilel were arguing about who is right on their haloches. Halal lo amirim halochek meiseinu, vehalal lo amirim halochek meiseinu. Each was saying the halochek is like us. Yatso Bascoil ve amro, eluvelu divrelo kimchaim, and ve aloha kevesia, kevesile. A Bascoil came out and says, Eluva elu divrelo kimchaim. They are both divrelo kimchaim, they're both the words of Hashem. However, the aloha is like besile. So, once again, we need to understand. If Elu va'elu Chaim, if Hashem is saying they're both right, why do we need even to have the halokha like one of them? Whichever way we do it, we know we have to, what to, who to rely on. They're both divre'elokimchaim, the Hashem's words. So if they're Hashem's words, what, why is it not halokha? Why is halokha only like one of the divre'elokimchaim? If they're both Hashem's words, so to understand these two in your name, actually, as usual, we are going to, you know, pay attention to the wording, and based on that, we'll be able to uh, to understand a lot more. As I mentioned before, the Gemara states as the reasoning for why and mashgichim bevas The Gemara says, because The Torah was already given in Har Sinai. So we need to understand what was the chiddush of Matan Torah that actually changed everything. What happened before Matan Torah? The others were doing mitzvahs. The we were learning Torah, and yet, Chazal tells us about the mitzvahs that the avos practiced. He says, "Mitzvahs shekimu ha'avos, rechos hayu." The mitzvahs that the avos practiced were rechos; there were smells, aromas. However, we are the essential oils. They are just the smell that comes out of it. Every mushroom that is given the Torah actually is very meduyak. So therefore we need to understand what is the difference between the mitzvahs as being an aroma, a smell, and the mitzvahs as being the essential oil itself, not the smell that comes out of it. So Chassides explains that what is a smell, what is an aroma? Okay, let's uh, think that you have in the room an an orange that is rotten. So that rotten orange is uh, emanating a certain smell. The smell is not the orange itself, it comes out of the orange. And the proof to that is that when you will take the orange, you remove it from the room, you throw it outside somewhere, the room is still going to smell, right? That shows you that the smell is not the orange. The smell is something comes out of the orange. On the other hand, the good news is that that smell is going to dissipate. That smell is not going to stay here for a long time. Eventually it's going to evaporate. Why? For the same reason being that the smell is not the etzem of the orange, it's only a aura of the orange, an emanation that comes out of the orange. So even though you have removed the orange, the smell remains, but for the very same reason, the smell is not going to stay forever. Being that it is not the etzem, therefore it cannot stay forever. How does that how does that really apply to the mitzvahs that the others did before Matan Torah? The mitzvahs that the others practiced before Matan Torah were only able to draw down her, 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 her aura, an emanation of light, meaning a certain kind of gilui, but not the etzem of Hashem. We know that when you do a mitzvah, you bring down the locus, you bring down a certain gilui especially into the object that you're using for the mitzvah. However, when the others did mitzvahs, they couldn't bring about that change because the Eibishter didn't give them the his etzem. The Eibishter only gave them a giluy. So therefore, when they did the mitzvah, for example, Midrash tells us about the sticks that Yaakov Avinu used in order to um, make the the sheep give birth to striped sheep. Um, was just sticks that he peeled the the bark in a way in which you have black white stripes, and that gave the kind of uh, interest to the to, to those sheep, and they gave birth to such a to such an animal. But this also looks like somebody's arm with a tefillin on, that stripes, black, white, black, white. So the Chazal tell us that, in fact, this was the way Yaakov Avinu was practicing the mitzvah of tefillin. Of course, in a spiritual sense, because tefillin sticks are the same thing. But there's a spiritual way of, of for him to practice the mitzvah. And yet, we do not find that there was any kedusha that came into the sticks. When he was done with it, he was able to throw it up. The Kiddush of matan is that De'evishteh gave it his etzen, not a heore, not a gilui, but anoychi ananafshik savis yabis at Matan-Tayre Evishta gave himself completely, meaning that his atzmus came through the mitzvahs and therefore that gave us the ability to transform Gashmias, not in a way that is like a reach, like an aroma that will dissipate, but like the thing itself that it will remain and not just the smell go away. Therefore, once we've taken a piece of leather and turned it into tefillin, the kedushah of the tefillin remain on this leather forever, even after it's possible. It has to be treated with the respect of uh, something that has kedushah. That is the Kiddush of Matan If you recall, in Sam we learned about the whole idea of Vayered Hashem ala Sinai, and the fact that there was no echo, what does it mean Hashem descended on El Sinai? What does it mean that there was no echo? If you remember Mistama, you do, right? Yeah, that um, an echo is the rebounding of a voice, but the fact that at that moment Hashem gave the possibility that through the Torah, yes, could permeate gash ilam, the voice of Hashem didn't rebound, it penetrated the mountain, penetrated the world, just like everything that we do. When we do a mitzvah, we let a locus actually take hold of the Gashmias. And, and why? Because this is bringing the etzem that the they gave us. Now, for us to be able to understand what happened in this story, I want to go back to the concept of Every name of Hashem actually somewhat um, constrain him into a certain definition. Besides for Shem Avaye. is the Etzem. Actually, something is not we're unable to define. together at one time is not something that is explainable because atmos is not something you could really grasp. That's infinite. The other names, whether it is Shindaletiu, Elokim, which is Adne Nivra, is, is the master of the creation. Elohim, which is Blashon Rabbim, plural, which actually mentions, which actually means, uh, alludes to the many different ways the Eivishter reveals himself through different simtsumim. That's why there's Lashon Rabbim, there's only one God, and yet we call it Elohim, because Elohim is the way the Avish reveals himself within different levels. So therefore, in each Eulam reveals himself differently. Only... Havaye refers to the infinite haya which is a concept of blikvol and that blikvol that and soif is actually all about the etzem of the avot. We hear that when Hashem tells Moshe Rabbeinu before he sees Mitzrayim, I did not make myself known to them through the name of Havaye and the Mephan Shem Ofei are saying I did not tell them my true Mida, who I really are so we could now connect this Shem Havaye with the union of MS. M.S. not only as truth, but M.S. as being infinite. You know that M.S. is something that doesn't change. Truth doesn't change. Which is also alluded to in the fact that M.S. is the first letter, the last letter, and the letter in the middle, showing <clears throat> saying that from the beginning to the end and through the middle, everything remains the same, right? Right? My line of work, I know very well that when a student's story starts changing, I know that there is some not something not true in there. The more you change it, the more I know that you're making this up. All right. MS doesn't change. The MS Hashem Now basically using using um, this name of Havai'eh when, re- when it relates to Haloha and using the name Elohim when it, re- when it relates to a different truth, a truth, it is Elokim true. But not the opinion of Halacha. Now we could really start to understand it a bit better. The Moshe Alshich was a Talmid Haver of the Arizal. And David tells a story that he used to fall asleep. Alshich used to fall asleep in the middle of the Arizal's shiurim. And he went to the Arizal and he told him that he's bothered by it. He wants to find a way to stay awake. He wants to hear it till the end. The Arizal told him, you're shaman. Comes from the Oil So, therefore, as soon as I hit the side, you're not shaykh to it, so you fall asleep. Okay, there is Pshat Remez Drush Soid. So, Pshat Remez Drush, you, you're okay. When I hit side, you fall asleep. The Ever says we know that when we learn the Alshikh, there is in there some side, but that's Soid Shabdrush. But the side itself, you didn't get to. What what is this story saying? This story is saying that tzaddikim all come from different, from different, um, the neshama is coming from different oilam. So therefore, whatever they understand in the Torah is the way it is understood in the oilam where the neshama is coming from. And in that oilam, it is take emes. However, that's emes as the way the to reveals himself in that oil. but it's not the emes la mitoy, the ultimate truth, which is associated with Halocha. We see in the text that I put in the in the things in the in the handout. there is in Gemara Shabbos Kuflamet Ches it says Dvar Hava Yezu what does it may say in Amos Shimud uh, Varavaye? What is Dvaravaye? Dvaravaye is Alocha. So you associate the word the Shemavaye with Alocha. Another place in Sanedrin, Gemara Sanedrin says, Varavaye is with him, meaning that the Alocha is like him. So you see that we associate Alocha with Shemavaye. In other words, whatever it is, the opinion of any tzaddik in a different world, it is ms, but being that it's not halacha, so that's not shemavayyeh. It's a different gilu. As I mentioned before, there is shemelukim, which is Ashen Rabim, to tell you that the Abish himself reveals himself differently in different worlds, depending on the target. That this world is, is holding at. So, therefore, in the world of Rabbi Eliezer, the Tanushalachnoi is Tohoi. That's one level. At a different level that we will call a Bascoil, which is a Giloiloilokos, also Tohoi. But when it comes to Halacha, in Oilamase, that's different. Why is it like this? As I mentioned before, the chidosh of matam Torah is our ability to transform gashmi isaylam. The chidosh of matam Torah is that with the Torah, the way it was given to us then, the gave gives us the power to take gashmi and transform it into something. That could only happen if we follow the process of practicing this mitzvah the way it is prescribed by halacha if we do it in any other way it's going to be a gilu'i that is a different type of gilu'i but it's not going to be a gilu'i that has the ability to transform gashmias Just just very quickly, I just want to tell you a little uh, you know a little story to understand the concept of MS, the way it is viewed in different ways. There was uh, in Dvinsk, there were two Gdoilin, the sharov and Misnag Sharov. The Khsidish Sharov was the Ragat the Misnag Sharov was the Osameach, and they were both illustrious Gdoilin. Once there were two adults, two men, arguing in shul, who's bigger? Where is Gresser? Who's bigger? Is it Rogat or is it Dor And they're arguing. A child in the room says, what kind of crazy argument? It's so easy to find out who's bigger. Bring them both in the room, put one next to the other, and you'll see who's bigger. In his mind, the child bigger is understood as taller, fatter, whatever but in the mind of the adults bigger means agodo right they're both right the child saying the child's interpretation of what is big is 100% ms but it is not ms in the dimension the realm of the discussion the context of this discussion between these two adults the opinion of Rabbi Eliezer is Divre Lakim Chaim, this MS in a different world. But it doesn't have the ability, if that's the way we're going to practice the halacha, the, the practice this mitzvah, it doesn't have the ability to transform Gashmi Sailam. It's only when we do mitzvahs the way prescribed by halacha that we have that ability to transform the world and be Mekayim really the real ta'chlis. So in other words, before Matan Torah, there was room. Before Matan Torah, there was room for a baskoil. You could listen to a baskoil, because anyways, it's all about Gilui, hayu. it's not about the etzem. a bascoil is just as valid as the opinion of Veshamaim. Eluva, The Abish is talking, just like Bet the Eibushin is talking, divrei l'kim chaim, but it's only divrei l'kim chaim. It's not dvar ha'vaye, dvar ha'vaye zu alocher. When did ha'vaye come into the picture? Shem ha'vaye came into the picture. Vayered ha'vayel al zinai. Once it was that gilu in which the Eibushin gives his etzim. Anyways, before matantare, everything was only ayove. So there is no difference in a baskoil and besile or besshamay or whatever ever, whoever was was learning pshat it was all a different giluim the way they are but now that we have the ability to transform the world through matan toira we could only do that when we follow the opinion of Allah. now you could understand those two stories that we mentioned before the emphasis in the final argument was Shekvar nitna toireh mehar sinai, enanu mashgichim bebaskoil When the toireh was given in Al sinai with that chiddush vayere levayal har sinai A giluv shem avayen, which was not given over to us So then in Raya Mazzeh there is no, no room for a We have to practice the klalim, the general rules of learning toireh That were given to us, aloha meh sinai you can read the and so on. Only through practicing this methodology of learning Torah will we reach the proper conclusion, which is halacha. And we also understand the second story. They're both right at their own level. But when it comes to Aloha, the way that Aloha is going to actually achieve, accomplish what it is meant to accomplish. Which is to bring a locus in the world that Atmos of the Abishta. really, through that, we're able to mamish transform Kashmiris. That's only going to happen with our loch.